gatekeeper is very afraid that Elon Musk will remove the gates from Twitter. By Matt Welch, posted at Reason, April 14th, read to you here at Paloma Media, also on April 14th. And reminder, go to palomamedia.com for all of your internet wonderfulness. And if you find it as wonderful as I think that you might, uh, consider uh, clicking, mashing that uh, Patreon button. All right, here we go. News Thursday morning that the outspoken serial tech entrepreneur Elon Musk has offered to buy Twitter and take it private has brought up from out of the woodwork widespread anxieties within the knowledge class industries that free speech and even societal peace will be jeopardized. The Tesla CEO lifts content restrictions from the social media platform favored by most journalists. I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter, wrote Max Boot, columnist for the Jeff Bezos-owned Washington Post on Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. Boot is a longtime apocalyptic troll. Past lowlights include declaring that, quote, I would sooner vote for Joseph Stalin than I would vote for Donald Trump. And also advocating that the Federal Communications Commission go after Fox News to forestall the plot against America. But Boot's anxiety about allegedly unfettered free speech is revealingly common in media, academia, Silicon Valley, and government. Quote, For somebody with a lot of money to just come in and say, look, I'm going to buy a part of this company, and therefore my voice as to how your rules are adopted and enforced is going to have more power than anybody else's, I think that's regressive after years of Twitter trying to make sensible rules. So said David Kay a UC Irvine law professor and former United Nations Special Rapporteur on the Promotion and Protection of the Right to Freedom of Opinion and Expression. I want that job. Uh, Kay continued, Twitter has stepped away from this idea of it being the free speech wing of the free speech party and being a more realistic custodian of speech on the platform. Those purportedly realistic and sensible rules that Twitter has adopted in recent years include banning thousands of political provocateurs, including then-President Donald Trump in 2021, suspending entire news organizations for publishing stories that turned out largely to be true, creating warning labels for COVID-19 misinformation, strengthening filters for allegedly threatening speech, and so on. And if you go right now to Reason.com or click on the link right here at PalomaMedia.com, there are hyperlinks to all of the words in that paragraph uh, leading to stories that show these principles and rules are not necessarily evenly applied. Continuing, quote, After all that, bringing Musk onto the board seems like a big step backward. Former Reddit CEO Ellen Powell wrote last week in the Washington Post, she went on, Musk calls himself a free speech absolutist, but like many free speech advocates, he willfully ignores that private companies are free to establish some limits on their platforms. End quote. I hope you heard uh, my oral scare quotes. At the core of these objections is the notion, misguided in my view, that social media platforms, once they achieve a certain ubiquity, should be treated less like private companies and more like utilities, subject to robust government regulation in the name of both the greater good and the protection of historically disadvantaged minorities. 
Long quote here. Musk's appointment to Twitter's board shows that we need regulation of social media platforms to prevent rich people from controlling our channels of communication. Powell wrote, for starters, we need consistent definitions of harassment and of content that violates personal privacy. If platforms continue to push for growth at all costs without such regulations, people will continue to be harmed. The people harmed will disproportionately be those who have been harmed for centuries, women and members of marginalized racial and ethnic groups. The people who benefit from unrestricted amplification of their views will also be the same people who have benefited from that privilege for centuries. The notion that unfettered speech hurts minorities hardest, therefore justifying regulations against hate speech, is belied both by the history of, let's say, the gay civil rights movement in America, as spelled out brilliantly by Jonathan Rauch in his 2013 update to his free speech classic, Kindly Inquisitors, and also by the experience in 1930s Germany as detailed also brilliantly by Jacob Mchengama in his new book worth reading called Free Speech, A History from Socrates to Social Media. But those Hitler analogies can be just too tempting to fact check. Today on Twitter feels like the last evening in a Berlin nightclub at the twilight of Weimar, Germany? Tweeted without a question mark at the end, City University of New York journalism prof Jeff Jarvis who has otherwise spent a lot of the past two decades celebrating the, quote, death of the gatekeeper. Elon Musk, love him or hate him, makes for an odd authoritarian. He's an immigrant who built a fortune on clean energy companies, an entrepreneur who, along with competitors, showed what non-governmental industry can accomplish in space. The pot-smoking former Saturday Night Live host has shown zero interest in running for public office or recruiting jackbooted thugs to enforce his preferences. And yet it's not just silly lefties like Robert Reich comparing the guy to actual evildoers. The world's richest man, someone who used to be compared to Marvel's Iron Man, is increasingly behaving like a movie supervillain, commanding seemingly unlimited resources with which to finance his mischief-making wrote Felix Salmon in Axios. I don't want to go all Peter Suderman here in a side note, but, uh, you know, to say that you're gotten, you're worse than what uh, Iron Man used to be, you're not, re you're not watching the MCU enough. Iron Man was a flawed character. People died, okay? Anyways, added former Chicago Tribune Metro editor Mark Jacob, Elon Musk is, a, is bad news. He should start his own platform, maybe oligarch social, and leave Twitter alone. Perhaps, ironically, the social media as public utility mindset is being embraced not just by a growing number of left-of-center knowledge class employees and professionals, but by some of their antagonists in the nascent tradcon right. Twitter should be a public utility controlled by a rightly ordered state, Harvard Law professor Adrian Vermeule tweeted today. Short of that, I'm not sure I care which particular billionaires use it as an ideological playpen. I don't know why that's my Vermeule voice, but it is. Populism in all its ideological flavors tends to treat not just government, but constitutional principles as instruments to be used bluntly against political opponents. Twitter may have had some libertarian anything-goes roots, but in the Trump era especially, the company has become both the professional plaything and ideological piñata of the white-collar left. Reich helpfully laid out the stakes this morning. Trump 
must never be allowed back on Twitter. The 